Becky for that. We also had an opportunity to uh, uh, help Miss Mercy Lisenby as she went to Belize. We'll get a report on that coming up soon. Uh, I want to give a report. Uh, I appreciate everyone that was in Vacation Bible School and the things there. We've already got an excitement of going to be here in the next few weeks, going ahead and planning for next year's. So what a uh, the Lord's given us a plan uh, that we're going to carry out in that. Then uh, this week, uh, or last week, I had the opportunity to um, stay in a room with 18 boys from uh, Florence. I mean, uh, excuse me, uh, Old Union, Calvary, Green Hill, and uh, Kamena. Uh, we totally destroyed it in about 15 minutes. Tore the room slap to pieces. Uh, it finally got to where there was a lady, she wasn't very impressed with the way I made them keep the room, and I explained to her, I said, well, you have another room over there, it's got 16 kids with three counselors, and all they're here to do is that. I'm teaching a, a class and doing a devotional, and I've got 18 by myself. Uh, my theory in it was that you can take a broom, and you can sweep a quarter inch of dust with one sweep, or you can sweep eight inches. Let's just get it one time, and that's when we leave. But I had the opportunity to be with those uh, uh, those young men uh, during that time we had a we had a great time in the Lord uh, 33 children were saved at church camp uh, I don't know if there was 92 kids or the 106 number may be the total of kids and then uh, they added the adults I really don't know so at least 93 kids attended uh, church camp had 33 professions of faith uh, Miss Renee Burton uh, was there. She kept the uh, girls' room, and uh, she had an opportunity there in one of the class times as we would get with groups to lead a little uh, girl to the Lord. What a blessing that is. And I, I think about one hour on the last day, I think I had the opportunity to lead eight uh, children uh, to the Lord. The Lord blessed us in that. And during the week, I was thinking about something, and uh, someone brought up, and I, I saw this in a passage of Scripture. We, we remember Paul and Silas on this Macedonian call that they took. And something really stuck out to me in this. And If you would, this morning, turn with me. I hope you put your dinner in a pot, crock pot. Uh, it's the Lord's day. We'll give it to Him, all of it. Uh, Macedonia called chapter 16 of the book of Acts 16. Acts 16, we'll start there in verse 9, and I want to read that passage to you. Acts chapter 16, verse 9. A charge to Calvary Baptist Church. I believe we, uh, in our personal life, uh, in our church life, we're to take the Word of God personally to us. The Word of God is given to us personally because Jesus is a personal Savior. And the Word of God is set forth and whatever may be going on um, in Brother Charles's life today may be totally different from what mine is, but through the moving of the Holy Spirit, he knows what Brother Charles needs and he knows what I need. And actually God can take that living Word and it can be the same passage of Scripture and God apply it to our heart that day. It's something personal about the Word of God, but this passage of Scripture we're going to see this morning is something that is personally given to the church, and I'm going to speak personally to you as Calvary Baptist Church. Not a building, but a, the representation of the church and individuals. Look there with me in verse 9 of the 16th chapter of the book of Acts. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. 
There stood a man of Macedonia and, uh, and prayed him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathered that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. Lord, what a treasure is given to us through your word. And what a blessing and a great hope that we have today that's been afforded us through the gospel, which is Jesus Christ, the good news of Christ. Lord, I'm thankful today that it works. It at church camp in southeast Arkansas. And that same exact gospel can work in Africa. It can work in Europe. And it works in Asia. And Lord, I pray this morning that we'll take it personally, the gospel that's been afforded us. And Lord, we would be that church that you'd be pleased with. Use me this morning as only you can. Jesus Christ's name, I ask it. I'm going to tell you this day and age in which we live in, we have all this media, man. And you can use that media for a purpose. That media can be used to advance the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And in this day and age, we have to be real careful because of media. All the things that you have with the internet, all the uh, publications that you can have, and all the hoopla a lot of times. You have to be real careful that you keep that centered and you keep that focused on one thing. For there is no other purpose for Calvary Baptist Church than today that we have been charged to preach the gospel all places. Amen? Now you can say, well, you know, we've got it going. Man, we had a great vacation Bible school. Well, I'm going to tell you, vacation Bible school is about Jesus, the gospel. Church camp. Man, we had a great time. We got down there. A lot of people would think, well, you know, uh, there's really nothing down there except a pond. It's just a pond. We're going to make a water slide and then slide into the pond. That's what they can do. Well, I'm going to tell you what. When you start making things about Jesus, great things happen. And we see there's a charge. Paul had a vision come to him in the night. A man was crying out for help. There's help needed. And I'm going to tell you, there's help needed all over this world today. And there's help needed right outside this door. I can tell you that we can find today, within a half a mile of this church, a desperate, horrible situation. Believe that? Of course we can. As Calvary Baptist Church, we need to be looking for that. But there's always going to be problems. And I want you to get this, that uh, walking up and down the street proclaiming Jesus Christ will not always be an easy thing. And it will cost you when you do this. And we see in this, Paul was called. He took Silas with him. They went into uh, Macedonia. They found a woman there and she, uh, they was, she was saved. So she started worshiping the Lord. She invited them into her home. Then we find that there was a woman that she was a fortune teller. A, a spirit had came upon her that could prophesy. And she had masters that were making a bunch of money off of her. And Paul finally got tired of it and he cast the demon out. Now they're mad. Okay? They got mad now. Started cutting into their private gain. Them being Jews, the Romans said, hold up here. They told the magistrate, said, hey, there's some things going on here. These Jews are saying that it's illegal. We can't listen to it, nor can we observe it. So therefore, there's going to have to be something done. Something's going to have to take place here. 
So they stripped down Paul and Silas and they whipped them. They cast them into the worst part of the dungeon. They put them in shackles. And I'll say this. Calvary Baptist Church, we have received a call today. We have received a call, and that call is to advance the kingdom of Jesus Christ, not on our authority, not on our power, but His power. And our entire focus will always be on Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Whether it be in the media or whether it be on Facebook, it's about Jesus. It's never about us or we've missed it. We've missed the whole thing. But it will cost you. We see here, look with me in verse 20. Chapter 16. And they brought them to the magistrate, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrate ran off their cloak and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Safely away from them. You see, it's going to cost you something. Calvary, it's going to cost us something when we start putting ourselves aside and say, you know what, this doesn't have anything to do with me. I don't have to publicize this and I don't have to publicize that. I've done it for God's glory. He knows that I've done it and it doesn't matter what you think. Really, that's the way it is. We as a group of uh, people that have gathered together and we are Calvary Baptist Church, we need to get on one page finding what God would have us to do in our lives and it will always stem. It will always be the focus. It will be the gospel each and every time. Always. Gospel. You see in this that you see Jews are telling them of Jesus Christ. They're telling them of Jesus Christ and they say, well, us being Romans, I'm glad today that the gospel is not only for the Jew, not only for the Roman, not only the African, it doesn't matter who it is, the gospel covers all. And there's always going to be troubles with that. We see that they were persecuted. It cost them. The the effects of the preaching of the gospel will cost you. It may be friends. It may be persecution. It might be your job. But you rest assured, it will cost you. It will not come free. But anything worth having is not free anyway. And I'm going to tell you why. It'll cost you. You see, the preaching of the gospel uh, interferes with men's sinful gain. We see it in this passage of Scripture. This world today, and many uh, with the outlook of saying, I'm going to see what I can get. I'm here to get, get, and get. We even see it, and you've got to be real careful. And I don't have a problem, don't think there's a problem with you planning for your child's future. But I'm going to tell you this, you don't need to plan his future. There's a difference. We'll sit back and say, I'm going to have him go to this university. He's going to study this. He's going to turn out to be this. And this is what life will look for him. You and me as grandparents or parents, our responsibility to a child is, is to prayerfully pray over that child, seeking God's guidance in the raising of that child and leading that child in the way that God would have him to go. And whatever God wants, I'm good. It has nothing to do with me. Whatever God says that that young man will be or that young lady will be, that's what they'll be. 
That's the way I raised my child. Plan for their future, but don't plan their future. When we worry about, we see these selfish games. We see the gospel always will contradict that. It teaches us uh, morals. This world today gathers up and they discuss what they think's right, what they think's wrong when God's done spoken. You've heard those saying, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. No, that's not the way that goes. God said it, and that settles it. It don't matter if you believe it or not. The spoken word's already there. Your morals do not need, uh, you need not to come up with your own idea of what's right or wrong. As a matter of fact, I believe that you don't even have a right to an opinion. We'll say, whoa now. And I'm going to tell you, there's no prouder American than I am. And I'm thankful today for my freedom. But God's already spoke. I'm not my own. I've been purchased with a price. God's spoken and cares to follow. My opinion really means nothing. Don't even really have a right to one. What I say is right or what I say is wrong. God has spoken and that settled it. But then you also see the gospel will always expose man's intellectual delusions. We can see people that teach this and say, I believe this and I believe that. Regardless of what you believe will not get you to heaven. You just have to put your trust in Christ. You can believe that there's a heaven. You can believe there's a hell and you can still go to hell. You can believe that there is a Jesus and still end up there. It is when one comes to the, uh, the place in their life by faith that they seek out Christ to become Lord of their life, Savior over all things in their life. It's then. And see, Jesus always brings light to the truth. Always. See, there's no false things about Him. He always brings light. And it always will expose men's delusions. But also it turns men's thoughts towards salvation. Now here's the problem that lies with that. There are thousands upon thousands, maybe even millions of people that lie today that do not like to be reminded of their lost condition. But around us this morning, all around this community, all around sitting in churches today are people who have never totally trusted in Jesus Christ. They've went through all the motions. They've taught Sunday school. They're doing this and they're doing that in the church every time it's open. They're there and they're headed to hell trying to work their place out of it. That scares me. As a preacher of the gospel I hope the morning after, or the Sunday morning after Jesus Christ comes back and raptures His church, and I'm going to speak for myself in this. I'm gone. Amen. It's settled. 100% sure I'm leaving here. I can't speak for anyone else, though. But my prayer would be that there won't be a car in the parking lot that Sunday morning. That we, the church, Calvary, went home to be with our Christ. You see, but the gospel always takes man's thoughts towards salvation. And there are many people today that don't want you to tell them that they've been wrong in anything. Many people today, they want to live their lives however they want to, and they don't like anyone telling them that it's wrong. Well, you know what's wrong today in America, yes? And so we don't ever blame anyone. We've got to get on television, and it's never this one's fault. It's always somebody behind you. It's always your mama's fault. It's always your daddy's fault. It's always your grandparents' fault. It's always the environment's fault. And someone's done a stepping up and say, I'm a sinner. 
100% my fault, but I want a Jesus that cures it. That's really what's needed today. But you see, the world always wants to blame someone else. Well, Calvary Baptist Church, we need to examine in our own lives what we are. He without sin cast the first stone. We need to look into ourselves and humble ourselves before Jesus crawl. Uh, Jesus Christ. We need to humble ourselves and know what we truly are and say, God, I'm going to let you change all of it. Everything that I'm not, you have. Everything that I need to be, you take. And you move in me. I'm excited this morning to be able to tell you that God's fixing to do great and mighty things through us. I see big things coming. For Calvary, I don't know what they are. I didn't have a vision as Paul did here. But I think that Calvary is ripe to be truly 100% used of Christ. Where will you fall in in that? What will you do in that? I'm not excited to think, well, we're going to grow in numbers. That has nothing to do with it. What's exciting me is I think God's going to use us to advance the kingdom of Jesus Christ. We've been given a charge, a Macedonian call, and it's no different than it was given to Paul than it's given to us this morning. And the effects of that we see as you read on through this passage, you'll see the symbol of grace as it's laid out. God's grace proclaims liberty to those who are in captivity. It opens up prisons to them that have been bound. You also see the influence of the Holy Spirit that starts loosening the bonds of sin from the soul and opens up the heart to receive the truth. Then Jesus Christ opens the doors that allows us to become children of God. And the honor today you and I have is to be a servant of Him. What a blessing. We studied in this. We uh, talked about this earthquake that happens in this story. Paul and Silas are there. A great earthquake takes place. And as that earthquake took place, things started rattling. Verse 26 says, And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison were shaken, and immediately all doors were opened, and everyone's bonds were loosed. You know, I remember something else about that, Brother Jeremy, that I remember an earthquake taking place. At Golgotha. says that Jesus Christ cried out in a loud voice. He just said, Teleestai. He said, finished. And it said the earth shook. The veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom. And that bridge between God and man was opened up through Jesus Christ. And at that very time that that earthquake come, Jesus Christ had already paid for the sin of all mankind and bonds were loosened. Chains were falling off and doors were opened up. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. See, that door was opened up at Golgotha, the same we see here in the book of Acts. When that earth shake, things started moving. And I believe today that God wants to use us in that earthquake. I believe God wants us to be there as that earth trembles and that heart and someone trembles as they're looking for something bigger than themselves. And I believe God wants to use us, although He doesn't need us, to say, I'll be that person. 
I want to be there as I see the most miraculous, most wonderful thing that could ever transpire in someone's life. I want to be there when that child, I want to be there when that adult, I want to be there with that senior citizen when they say, yes to Jesus. I want to be used of God to see it. Lord, let me be there. My prayer this morning for Calvary Baptist Church is this. Lord, let us be there. Lord, let me be there. But it's going to take something to happen inside of me. But Lord, let me be there. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. We'll tell you that I love you. Lord, I want to tell you this morning how thankful I am that there's still power in the blood. Lord, I'm thankful this morning to be the pastor of Calvary Baptist Church. Lord, I'm thankful today that you desire to use us even though you don't need us. But you want to bless us in it. So Lord, I pray this morning that we'll be there. That we'll just be there. Here am I. Send me. God, you do something with Calvary Baptist Church. Not that we would be talked about. Not that we would be spared persecution. Not that people would say, oh, I want to be a part of that. But Lord, what I pray is that you'll be pleased with us. Above all things. Use us. Use us. Use us. And I ask these things in the name of my Christ. Amen. Ask everyone.